This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from Murray Coote in part two of our interview and also young Australian driver, Jordan Boys. I hope you'll stay with us. Tony Whitlock caught up with Murray Coote at the World Time Attack a little earlier this year. Here's part two of that interview. Now, what's your major role in, in your daily week, month, whatever? Year? My daily role yeah. is um, answering the phone. Talking about stock yep. absorbers for gravel yep. rally cars, for target cars, yep. for race cars, and how and much occasional off-road racing. How much mechanism do you make? What, what do you actually make? Is well, at MCA, it's what we call the Gold Series. My son does another series, but um, under the MCA banner. Um, but um, what do we do? We build the shock absorber. From we, we start with bar, chrome tube, yep, and some set parts, and we build something we're custom. So we. we our forte is a gravel rally. Yes. No, we're, no, no mass-produced shock is suitable for gravel rally. So we do that as a custom strong shock absorber for gravel rally. Like the custom base not, might not be huge, but but as a but as a one-off one man building a set of shocks, it would take almost a week to build a set of shocks. Yep. So it doesn't take that much to stay busy. Yes. But the end result is something that they can run for years and years and years with, with just service work. As long as they don't crash the thing or hurt it too much, it'll, it'll be with the car for 20 years, 30 yeah. years. Um, so that's our forte. But we do also, we, everything is made from custom. So any open and closed lengths and design and clearance and all that, we build that into the shock. We do that homework first and build a shock that fits in the car. Okay. Uh, rather than buy a competition shock with a very good well-known brand or something but then you've got to go and spend a week mounting it all up and changing things to mount it in there mm. I just think, so. one of the most impressive things I've seen in recent times was a friend of mine is an engine builder at uh, Hyundai in Alzenau in Germany right a guy called Rob Benson oh Rob Benson jeez that's going back yep. yeah well he's, he's over there um, he's got national titles he's got NASCAR titles he's got yeah. European yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. got Le Mans which Anyway, the thing that most impressed me in him showing around, he took me and showed me a dyno cell and the car running on it and all that sort of thing. But the one that absolutely gobsmacked me was when they were running a shock dyno. Now, I've seen shock dynos in trucks for years and years yeah, yeah, workshop, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this was with a wheel, a brake, a, the whole Oh, the whole thing is a unit. Yeah. And I suddenly, for the first time in my life, understood how you can do 150k plus across dirt. I'd never known why and how yeah, they could yeah, do that before. Yeah, yeah. It suddenly struck me. Yeah, yeah. It was just terrifying at the same time as being fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, you obviously don't get that opportunity because of the mechanism. That's yes, right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. go out and do real world, real, real world testing. We do. Yeah. 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 And I. Yeah, that's, that's quite true, and it's always important. I've always had a very good, um, what should I say, alliance with someone like Neil Bates, yes. who have very good drivers, yep. very good infrastructure behind them, and we can do good testing with good results. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's always that's been good over the last 25, 30 years, really. Okay. And, um, and so uh, even though, uh, what should I say, um, you know, there, there's other ones out there, a lot of European people who are doing a similar thing at a very good level, but we're very flexible and we're local. And I, you know, in many cases, you know, we probably do just as good a job. Yeah, okay. And so it's turned out to be. You know? 
Now, the other part of your weekend here is um, not only the World Time Attack car, but also a drift car. Yeah, yeah. So you've been involved in drifting for how long? Oh, well, my son um, started drifting. That was his first motorsport experience. And that was when? Oh, that would have been back in the... Um, this is a bit scary now. It'll probably be around about the early 90s. Yep. Uh, late 90s, something like that, okay. early, late, late 90s he started, yeah. And is there something particular that, that a car demands of suspension for drifting? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, people have a, a lot of people have a wrong idea about drift cars, but they're quite a technical thing. Yep. And, um, and the sensation of on the limit sideways driving with someone beside you and trying to emulate or stay in front of yeah. is, is, is not an easy task, I can tell you. Yeah. I, I thought I could have a go at this from my rallying history and just say it's just a matter of having some bit of car control, you know, sideways. That's no big deal. But I tell you what, when you're starting to do transitions on tarmac and have someone really close to you, um, I really, at the end of the day, got banned because I kept knocking too much off the car. But, um, <laughs> so, um, but he, he, we did that and we got quite serious about that and we built a 370Z. We had a, we started with a Sylvia, as, every, as most of the people start with a Sylvia. Yep. And then we uh, decided to build a normally aspirated 370Z just because... And that, that makes a difference, being normally normal aspirated? Normally aspirated is nice, you know, because yeah, you've got a nice just, response and all that. Yeah. But, um, but you need some horsepower too because um, most people now you've got to use semi-slicks right. to be competitive. And semi-slicks have a lot of grip and you need a lot of horsepower yeah. uh, to balance the car. Um, we were actually caught out a little bit because we built the Z as normally aspirated and uh, and really then at about the same time the, the sport changed to a semi-slick. So um, we just didn't quite make it with the Z exactly as far as horsepower. It's probably about 700 horsepower. Yep. But today you need probably 1,000 horsepower to hold a car it's, you know, at 180k sideways. And... Um, on a, on a semi-slick. You can do it on a non-semi-slick uh, with less horsepower. So anyway, so we ended up with a Z and, um, and my young son moved, my son then moved on to a bit of circuit and sprints and things like that and also time attack. And, um, and so uh, after doing the New Zealand series in the Sylvia, we got the Z and then we went back with Shane Begg-Visbergen to do the New Zealand Championship about two years ago, and that was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, he, he fit in about three or four rounds in between his supercar commitments, yeah. um, but um, that was all a lot of fun, and it was good. And we brought the car back, and this is the first event since then, actually. We dusted it off, put some fuel in it, and here we are. All right. And, well, and Shane's having another go. Well, thank you very much to Murray Koo for joining us on Inside Motorsport. No problem. Jordan Boys joins us here, and... Jordan, it's been a very interesting season for you and the Image Racing team. For sure. I mean, I guess we started off pretty low. Um, it was just a, maybe a little bit more of a stepping stone than we thought it was going to be going to this new car and that sort of thing. Um, and that's not just from a team perspective. It took a lot different driving style than what I expected. And then we've really just sort of hit our straps sort of pre-Bathurst, I suppose. We did a test day and um, with new, some new components on the car as well as some setup that really helped me personally. Um, and we've just sort of started to string it all together, you know. So it is really tough in this series. Coming into this year, I really thought that now that I had a, you know, an Erebus car, it was all going to be easy and I was going to run in the top five every week. But um, it's been a tough year for sure. But uh, just so happy that we've got out this side and starting to get some strong results. Importantly, wins. Yeah, 100%. That was, I didn't expect that going into Sandown, you know. We, we thought that we maybe could run in the top five. Yeah, just so stoked. I just couldn't believe it. Didn't even know what to say afterwards. It was just one of those things that 
I always thought earlier in my career was gonna, you know, it's sort of inevitable. And then uh, over the last two years, I was kind of like, well, is it ever gonna happen? You know, it just, it, it's taken a lot longer to learn. Um, but yeah, just so relieved that I was able to get the win and um, really proud. Does that give you more confidence in how you're approaching the racing? Yeah, for sure. I think it's given the team more confidence as well. It's sort of lifted everyone. Uh, we, we know what we're doing here is going in the right direction. And for me, I, I was seriously questioning whether I knew how to drive these cars properly for a long time. So it's helped me kind of know where I'm at and uh, not doubt myself so much. So it's given me a big boost and uh, just made me look forward to this weekend and also forward to next year. You have got something solid for next year now? Yeah, I mean, my, my plan is certainly to uh, to stay in Super 2 with Terry Whitehood and Image Racing. It's uh, it's all financially driven, as we all know. That That is the plan. I'd like to go up and do some wild card stuff, but we'll just see how we go. I think we could we could give the series a fair shake next year if we did it again, so that's, that's the plan. For those who don't know your background, you started in karts and you ran right through your junior years in karting in and around New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. So we started in karting when I was about seven. Uh, did that for 10 years, so all through New South Wales and Victoria and then, you know, a bit of stuff around Australia. So I was multiple state and national champion and um, also managed to go over to the world titles and come third in the world. So managed to achieve quite a lot in go-karts and then um, went into Formula Ford. Dad and I ran our own car. Quite an experience. It felt like it was such a big step at the time, but now you look back at it and you go, that was only, you know, 10% of the way. And then fortunately I, I picked up some sponsorship, got to go race Super 3 with Terry. This is where this whole supercars journey started, I suppose. So got the bug there and never been able to shake it. When you're a young racer, you wanted to be Formula 1 or was you always thinking, I want to race a supercar? Uh, always supercars. I'm not... I couldn't tell you why, but yeah, we, we always watch both at home, you know, we're a motorsport mad family, but yeah, supercars was always my, my goal, it was always sort of watch Craig Lance and that kind of thing, and yeah, that was what I always wanted to do. With Super 2 next year, the realistic goal is to try and get through Super 2, win the championship, and make the next step. Yeah, 100%, I mean, I think every, every driver in this paddock will give you the same answer, but yeah, that's, that's what we're working towards. Obviously, with the prize money that's been put up now, that'd be nice. I realise that I've still got a lot to learn before I'm ready to make that next step up. But in saying that, I'm confident I could do it next year and learn a lot and, and uh, hopefully get a co-drive and, and be able to sort of piece a full year together and, and really sort of head for some strong results and open some eyes. Now you're part of the Erebus Academy. What does that actually mean? For us, it's just a, a big, big bunch of support that they help me with driving and they help the team a lot with the cars. Um, that, that's really it, I suppose. Um, that, that's sort of what we get off them. I get to go down and use their simulator and they're always lending a helping hand at test days and with the team, just learning stuff, getting setups, that kind of thing, it's, it's invaluable. It's, so, yeah, it's, it's a big boost for our team and it's probably the biggest step that we've taken. Um, so, yeah, they, they, Erebus are awesome and they, they help us in any way they can. What do you do away from the track? Uh, yeah, so I'm a mechanic, 9 to 5, so, yeah. It's, uh, it's a good trade to be in as far as learning about the cars and that kind of thing. Mum and Dad own a workshop in Albury, where I'm from, so I just finished my apprenticeship and just ticking my way through that. I got to go down and do some work on the race car a couple of weeks ago just before Sandown, so that was a cool experience to get a better understanding of the cars. That's what I do as a day job, so just that, that and training, and that takes up about all my time. Well, Jordan, it's been a pleasure watching you this season. We're looking forward to see how 2020 will pan out. 
Yeah, thanks so much. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.